Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Kreimer and our friends at Kreimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves. Hey, David Vaughn here with Miss Lori tonight for Rev Radio. We're glad that you tuned in. September is flying by, Lori. It's going to be October and Oktoberfest. Mark Kreimer, well, they're already buzzing, but they'll be over the top come October season, I know. Well, you know Oktoberfest is generally celebrated in September. I did not know that. Yes. Well, man, I'm learning something. You probably haven't spent much time at Oktoberfests. Evidently not. (laughs) Well, I'm not a big drinker, as you know. know. So it may be why I didn't do it. Well, you know, it's got to be in October at some point. They so. do do some, but it's generally in September. Well, but I either way. I have noticed a lot of events are happening in that time. Yes. Well, they That's constantly happen. I guess we're blessed to live in an area where there's lots to do with your family. Yeah, like kind of got some German stuff. House. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. We appreciate Mark doing that, and we're uh, hanging out some down there with our small group. He can host small groups, large groups, and and whether it's September or October, it's good. German food always fits, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, hey, Sunday night, September 29th, I hope you're doing good, and the month is flying by, and it's flying by at church, too. really is. We got this thing called Dude Day coming up. You got to get on our website. It's in October. And so it's not Dudette now. It's for dudes, for men. West Side Dude Day. That's what we're calling it. And uh, I think there's axe throwing and food and there's speakers and there's all kind of stuff going on for Dude Day. Well, and if you're from Indiana, don't let the West Side part deter That's right. you because we're really the West Side. That is. I mean, Indiana is really the West Side. That is kind of true. That's the true We're west, the west side, isn't it? Side. The westies. <laughs> well, westest bestest. West west side best side. But if you want to come, it's like a buy one get one for that day. It's uh, Saturday, October the twelfth. Starts I think about nine. But you can get on our website, whitewatercrossing.org. Axe throwing, right? That's what I heard. And I don't think they're throwing at the preacher. <laughs> But well, they have some. You don't other, know yet. D- not yet. They have some other dudely, manly activities here, and I think it's going to be, be going to be pretty good. So uh, anyway, uh, if you want to come and check us out, uh, but we would love to have you check us out on a Thursday night or a Sunday too. We're having a great time going through the Book of Jonah, mm-hmm. uh, and Lori has like become a Jonah expert. It's like four chapters, so I think you're like memorizing it now. Well, I mean, I read the whole thing, and yeah, you can think that's. <laughs> impressive. If you haven't read it, go read it, and then maybe you'll know why. Um, and I've been coming to church twice a week, so I, mean, I know. I just, What's up with that? I don't know if that <laughs> might sound like I need a life, but I feel like I'm living. Yes. And I love it. And I love... Because what do you I, like about that? I, that's, I'm, I'm fascinated by that, because look how far you have come in some ways. And I know. I always say if you would have asked me these things 10 years ago. So yeah. before, if you would have asked me 10 years ago if I'd go to church, that would have been a hard no. Then if you would have told me I would go twice a week, I would have just told you <laughs> you say you've lost your mind. mind. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, but I like coming on Thursdays. I Even if I go on Sundays still, I um, sometimes I just kind of need that in the middle of the week. You know, if you have yeah. a hard day at work true. or with family and friends, it is very refreshing. 
refreshing. I like the smaller atmosphere. But then by Sunday, I'm an expert. Keeps and it's you like centered. I can fill in all the yeah. blanks, you know, and I look really smart, which I you like do. To look smart. You do. I know. I know you do. Everybody does, and, and including me. But and I get to see what things you've fixed by Sunday that you messed up on Thursday. That is true. I too try to. I get good feedback on Thursday. <laughs> and now that we're doing a radio show the way we are, you got like a preview of other. You like know more yeah. about whatever we're talking mm-hmm. about than anybody else. They may yeah. start asking you for input. Lori, oh. what's David think about this? What What is David going to preach about here? You would know. Well, I hope they do. Yes. Well, I'm I'm glad you are reading, and I'm glad those of you listening in Eagle Country, hopefully by now, you've heard us talk about Jonah. And the theme the theme for Jonah's life was running. That was kind of the, the, the way that he went about it. And so our sermon series is about running from God and then running to God. Uh, and then last week was running with God. And then this Sunday, today, was about running ahead of God. And I want to talk about how we do that sometimes Mm -hmm. as people who believe. But I found a lot of people are running away from God, Lori. They think God's chasing them Mm -hmm. to get a payment for something they've done, when in reality, he's running you down to give you something. And a lot of people have this false image of God, who he is, Mm -hmm. and that played into Jonah's mentality. So cool. A guy came up from uh, the congregation uh, not long ago after a Sunday service and he said, I knew about Jonah, he said, in the whale, but that's all I knew. He said, uh, I, I I never knew all this other backstory of Jonah, uh, all the other uh, things that went into his life and what be- was before the fish and, and the whale and after the whale. And if you read the book of Jonah, you find out that uh, Jonah, everybody around Jonah was acting better and was more obedient than Jonah. Mm-hmm. These guys that were on the ship that eventually threw him off board because of the storm, they like went to God and sacrificed and believed in God. Mm-hmm. The Ninevites he went to preach to, they believed in God. The whale even obeyed mm-hmm. better than Jonah, right? The only guy that wasn't really obeying was Jonah. And it takes a while before we realize that a lot of us are like Jonah in so many ways. We're, we're running away from God when we really should be running with him or to him. And it's just a matter of time, I really think, uh, just a matter of time before a storm comes into your life and you're going to have to run to God. So the the key is to run to God before you you have to mm-hmm. because and you I want to. And I did not to. learn that lesson, Yeah, mind you. Yeah. yeah. So that message I preached uh, a while ago came in handy. It resonated a lot. I said, well, wow, I should have really um, submitted myself long before I did. Um, which will probably bring you to about the chapter well we that we studied last <laughs> yeah. week and then yeah, now chapter three uh, yeah so last uh, yeah we we talked about how all sin brings a great storm in your life and a lot of you in Eagle Country can probably attest to that and uh, rock solid families which is the show that comes on after us I know they talk about that all the time there's mm-hmm. a lot of families that are in storms too but we're real proud of the Hutchinsons and their ministry and we hope you tune in at seven for us and seven. 30 uh, for them mm-hmm. and uh, it, it is our uh, it really is our privilege to kind of talk to you about the things that are uh, really in the Bible and try to make them very very practical mm-hmm. for you uh, and for those listening and we our ultimate goal is to help you uh, I mean our, our, my ultimate goal of uh, in anything we do at the church but uh, radio especially because you may not it's hard to 
when you're listening to a radio show, it's hard to see. All you have is is the voice. Mm-hmm. So this medium is it has some advantages because we can't see you. <laughs> so sometimes people cry when I'm teaching, mm-hmm. and sometimes they laugh. Sometimes they think. Sometimes they are, look bewildered. So I know I got to you know drill down a little bit more on that. Uh, so there are some advantages. Plus, I think a lot of people listen to the radio show while they're cutting grass. It's a you know they they, they bring it back up in the archive section from Eagle, mm-hmm. or they're listening like a podcast, and that, and that's awesome. That that's what we want. So I hope uh, our goal is to help you. I mean, it really is. That's our heart. It's not to make money. It's not to have a platform or build our brand. It's for us to help you with your life. And so this running series that we're doing on Jonah, uh, we finalized it uh, this morning. And it was like just kind of a culmination of the book of Jonah. And uh, I, I did a rap Lori, now I, I know that you. Uh, I'm not. A, I'm a country music guy. I'm not like a rap music dude. Mm. But uh, the, the, I I wrote this rap song, so you'll have to tune in to Whitewater Crossing and catch the sermon to get the rap from this old bald white dude. But I, 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 I it will never <laughs> get any. Good. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Be very good. It, 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 you'll never get any airplay on Eagle Country with my rap song on Jonah. But we are <laughs> concluding that, that his life. Uh, before we move on to some other stuff, which I'll talk about at the end of the show. Uh, but when we come to chapter 4, Jonah has preached this really uh, full-on message of repentance to the people in Nineveh. He didn't want to do that. That's why he got swallowed by the fish. But by the time God got his attention, he got out of the storm, he got out of the fish. He said, I-, I will go. And so he preached this message, and ironically, they all repented. They all like said yes. This would be like uh, Jess Adkins talked about it uh, last week in the message. Uh, he gave the illustration that this would be like uh, Howard Stern suddenly getting on Christian radio talking about the advantages of sexual purity and not cussing. I mean, this is like a total turnaround. You know, so these Ninevites, they like repented and it was a big deal. And so you would think if you were a preacher or teacher and the people that you talked to obeyed God and listened to you and and confessed their sin, you would think that the preacher would be happy. Wouldn't one think Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. No, not Jonah. Let me read to you what he said in chapter four. Said, but Jonah, this seemed very wrong. And he became angry, and he prayed, God, isn't this what I said would happen before I left, you know, at, when I was home? He said, he, he said this phrase, and I'm, it just makes me smile. Jonah said, I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger, abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. And he said, I knew you were like that, which, by the way, is a good thing that God is like that. Uh, sometimes, again, people's view of God determines everything. Mm-hmm. It, it colors everything about their life. If you listening in Eagle Country tonight think that God is a vindictive, judgmental, heavy-handed, always out to catch you doing wrong kind of God, that's the way you're going to view God. But when you see God as gracious, compassionate, just like Jonah described him, uh, slow to anger, abounding in love, man, that's a different kind of relationship you have with God. And that is the kind of God we serve. He's not afraid to discipline us like he showed Jonah because he loves us. Mm -hmm. But his nature 
is one of grace and second chances and forgiveness. Thank God for me and you mm-hmm. and anybody that he gives us second chances. So uh, Jonah basically says, God, I knew that you were going to forgive those people, and I'm not happy that you did it. And so he says, now, Lord, take away my life. It's better for me to die than to live. I mean, can you believe that? He's ticked off because God is so kind. So the Lord says, is it right for you to be angry? And whenever God asks you a question, it's not like he doesn't know the answer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that in your life. Sometimes the preacher or God will prompt you through the Spirit, uh, ask you a question, and he already like knows the answer. Mm-hmm. He's not asking because he doesn't know. He's asking so we will know, mm-hmm. right? Is it right for you to be angry? And obviously the answer is no. And it says here, I, I could just I, I could just see little Jonah doing this. After all he's been through, sea, storm, got swallowed by a fish or a whale, got thrown up on land. He preaches. He's probably tired. And he, God forgave the people of Nineveh, which made him really ticked off. And here's what it says. Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city. And there he made himself a little shelter. He sat in its shade, and he waited to see what would happen to the city. So he's got like a, he's like sitting up in West Price Hill, you know, looking down at Cincinnati across the river. See, I wonder what God is going to do to this city of Nineveh. But he sat down, and he's really what he's doing is throwing himself a little pity party. Woe is me. I don't know if you've ever had those days or evenings. No, no, no. Uh, woe is me. I'm I'm the only one. I can't believe I'm do- God's doing this to me. And the thing about the pity party I've noticed is whenever you have a pity party, uh, the, the only one that shows up is the devil <laughs> to the party. <laughs> Besides you, <laughs> you know, he's the one that shows up. So he he's kind of brooding. He's kind of like God. I can't believe I can't believe that I actually had to go through all this work because you were gonna, you know, you were gonna forgive him anyway. And so here's what's so cool about God: rather than zap him, which he shoulda, uh, rather than like make him get eaten by something else, it says the Lord provided a little leafy plant. And remember, I said a couple weeks ago that the theme of Jonah is the Lord provides. So he provided a fish, a storm, uh, this little plant. And and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head because it was hot. And Jonah was very happy about the plant, it says. Which is kind of ironic because he's not happy that God's forgiven people, a whole city, Nineveh, a big city. But he's very happy about a plant. It's so funny in life that we get uh, so excited about the smallest things and we forget to be happy about the big things. Mm-hmm. So whenever somebody calls me and says, David, I've got cancer, or David, I'm getting a divorce, or David, I got this, I got this, one of the things I'll always try to remind them and myself when I have those pity parties is I take stock of all the things that are going right. Well, I still got breath. I still got family. Jesus still loves me. My kids still love me. I still got a house. I still got air conditioning. I still can eat. I mean, there's all, just take inventory of all the good things you got that you can be happy about because when you're in the midst of bad things, all you can see is bad. And every day is not going to be like this day. Uh, so Joan is very happy about the plant. So he's a little superficial. 
Uh, but at dawn, and this is so much like God, I can just see God and the angels smiling. At dawn the next day, God provided a worm. There's that phrase, provided. We keep coming back to that. Now he provides a worm. It, the, the word literally means a grub, some kind of grub, which chewed the plant so that it withered. And when the sun rose, the scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head, and he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, it'd be better for me to die than to live. I Missed mean, the second time he said that. So same song, second verse. I just want to die. Now I'm hot. And God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? So see, God is using a plant and a worm as an object lesson, a metaphor for what he's trying to do. He says, it is. I'm so angry, I wish I I were dead. The Lord said, you have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight, and it died overnight. And here's, God gives the zinger now, the point. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people, that's how many live there, who cannot tell their right hand from their left. In other words, they don't, right. they're, they're naive, they're, they, they're uneducated, they're probably, they're not stupid, but they are, they don't know what they don't know. I mean, a lot of people, you probably do, some of you listening, you don't know that you don't know. Mm-hmm. People, some people don't know they're lost till they're found. Mm-hmm. He said, Should I, if you had that concern about a plant, Shouldn't I and you have concern about 120,000 people? And also, God says, and this is how he ends the book, which is the most bizarre way to end a book of the Bible. And also, he says, there are many animals there. Yes, I noticed that. Did you notice that? The the last thing. (laughs) So, you know. I I mean, I I like animals most often more than people, too. Is that what that means? I think so. You know, so sometimes people, they will actually look at this verse and say, you know, are there going to be animals in heaven? I mean, God cares about people. The animals don't have souls. but mm-hmm. So I'm asked that all the time, especially when a pet dies, because they kind of come, uh, you know, become like family. Mm-hmm. So I always say there's probably dogs in heaven, but no cats. That's what I... <laughs> oh, he knows I'll I don't email. like that. He knows oh, I don't like that. I <laughs> know. It's third Lori up. So I don't know. There may be animals in heaven. Uh, it says the lion will lay down with the lamb. That's a picture of the Bible gives. Uh, from the Old Testament of what's going to happen in the New. The Lion of Judah is going to be there. I don't know. But anyway, God cares not only about people and animals and plants. He cares about everybody. And he's trying to get Jonah's attention. Uh, And this is what we call the stage of Jonah's life where he is running ahead of God. He's like, I've already decided those people don't matter. Those Ninevites, they're bad. Mm-hmm. Bad news, bad seeds. God doesn't care about them. Neither, so I'm not going to care about them. So he's kind of running ahead of God. He's not even running away from God anymore or with God or to God. He's running ahead of God and kind of like pronouncing he's the judge and jury. And I, I, I meet people all the time, Lori, who decide they know better than God on how to deal with people. And um, sometimes you'll meet somebody or you'll see somebody or you'll hear a story about somebody in the news and you'll say, you know what, they're bad. 
those are some bad people there. And we tend to kind of be judgmental of people who are going through tough times or made stupid decisions or do stupid things. Uh, you know, um, there's some country music songs that are written about all those things that, that people do. You know, God is great, beer is good, and people are crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean that's pretty much the way, what life is. So there is a tendency, if we're not careful, to have that superiority complex ourselves and cast judgment like those people are too far gone. God could never redeem them. Mm-hmm. God could never love them. Oh, you could not be more wrong. We have people every week in church come up and say, that's who I was, but that's not who I am now. Mm-hmm. And thank God, God didn't give up on me. And that person here didn't give up on me. They kept praying for me. And we have people involved in scandals right now in our church outside of the church. Not The church is not in a scandal, but the church is people, and there's always something going on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if we don't show grace and we only show judgment and law like Jonah did here, those people won't find help and hope in Jesus, which is the mission of our church, to provide help and hope and a home to people. And so be very careful judging others. That's the lesson I get from Jonah at the end of his life. But the, the his chapter, his book ends right there. There's like no resolution here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's most scholars think it ended that way to leave the answer to what he does up to you. So what do you think that he did based on his story and all this last chapter of God trying to reason with him? I wonder I wonder what he did cuz it doesn't say. Do you think he like okay God, I love those people or do you think he stayed mad at God and ahead of God or judging of people? I don't know. You don't know either. I do not. I this isn't a There's pop no quiz. other. Yeah, that's not a trick, trick question. question. It doesn't say, and I think it's probably intentional not to say because it, he leaves the answer to that up to us. We are Jonah in all these ways. Mm-hmm. So what would we do? What would Jonah do? Uh, I do know this: the church can reach way more people through conversation than condemnation. Mm-hmm. I wrote that down. And we live right now, in my opinion, in the city, the modern-day city of Nineveh. And and it doesn't matter if you know God. He wants you to know other people. Jesus was a friend of sinners. So the question is uh, not just do you know God, but who else needs to know God? And do you have the heart of Jonah or do you have the heart of Jesus? I think that's the question the book kind of ends with for us to ponder. Uh, And much like the story of the prodigal son over in Luke 15, where this guy, the youngest son took off and the older son would not celebrate when the younger son came home. Mm -hmm. The father welcomed that younger son back, even though he wasted a lot of time and money and his father's inheritance. And the older son would not come to the party because he was mad that God forgave the younger son. So, I I think most people either fall in the two categories of the son, which is synced to Jonah as well. You're either a, a prodigal welcoming church and person. You can come home. You are the prodigal. Or you are the elder brother, the older brother. And you're an elder brother church. You're an elder brother person who criticizes and judges people and refuses to accept and forgive them when they come back home. 
Sometimes we will hear about that in on death row people. I mean, I've talked to people on death row, and they've killed people. I mean, they've done heinous things, and they're going to reap the consequences of their sin on earth. They should. But God has forgiven them. They met Jesus in jail. They got baptized in jail, in prison, on death row. That, that's legit. And so there's some people say, well, that, 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 no way God could forgive those people. Yeah, he can. As long as you're breathing, you still got opportunity. Some of you need to hear that listening tonight, uh, wherever you are at. If you're breathing, God's not done with you yet. Mm-hmm. And he still has some opportunity. He's still reaching out to you, maybe even through this show that Lori and I do. And we would love to hear from you if you uh, have been changed by something said tonight or other. And we would love to have you visit us because we're a prodigal, welcoming church. <laughs> you know, we're not a, we try not to be a judgmental church. But it's so easy to judge other people when we don't know them as their crimes are worse than ours. And isn't it funny that we always compare others to ourselves? And we always pick someone that's worse than us, in our opinion. Mm-hmm. We like never compare ourselves to like Mother Teresa or Jesus, or because that makes us look pretty bad. Yeah, we always pick the person who's like the worst. Well, at least I'm not like so and so. And uh, I, I think that's a human, uh, a, a human condition that we get into. And I think it's it's it. Uh, God is having the same conversation with us. Do I should I not have concern for the great city of Aurora, or the great city of Lawrenceburg, or the great city of Cincinnati, or Cleves, you know, or Delhi? Should I not have a great concern? And the answer is, yeah, we we should. And so our church is concerned about you who are listening. We're concerned about people and even animals, mm-hmm. you know. Because God is, and we just want to reflect the heart of God. So that's the story of Jonah. There's more to his story than we probably ever imagined. Uh, and maybe if you've tuned in now for all these shows, you've caught four chapters and four shows. And maybe if you've watched a sermon online at Whitewater, you've caught some really, I think, some really good teaching on the story of Jonah. And so that's our story. And I uh, finished my message uh, last Sunday, not this morning, but last uh, two two Sundays ago, actually, just to kind of talk about the uh, how it is a matter of life and death. Mm-hmm. And uh, my my wonderful dear mother passed away, uh, and I she was older and had lost. Uh, she had dementia, and she had lost a lot of uh, mental f- uh, faculties. But she 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 didn't know a lot of names. But I'm gonna tell you, she still remembered Jesus. She still remembered that name. So this stuff that we preach about God's concern for people is true. There is hope. There there is hope for the next life. And my mom uh, was the one that taught me about Jonah long before I started teaching others about Jonah. And so I will miss her, but. I, only for a while I will see her again mm-hmm. and those of you who have lost loved ones that's the good news of God he is a grace God he's forgiven my mom wasn't perfect she was close you know most moms <laughs> are close but she wasn't and so there was a day when some preacher told her about Jesus and she accepted and my dad is now in heaven I've been there for five years can you imagine the great reunion that day when my mom passed away a couple of weeks ago when she got to meet Jesus for the first time, and my dad after a long time. And and I will look forward to seeing her 
my dad, and Jonah. I think Jonah's going to be in heaven, along with a bunch of these people in Nineveh who were there because of him. And hopefully, when you and I get to heaven, Lori, somebody will say to us, I'm here because of you. I'm here as something because you said or did or gave or served to provide for me. So uh, I just would leave us with that note. Who will you be Jesus to today? Uh, Who's hurting? Who's way, way far away from God? And never write them off because they may be uh, like my mom and dad who were far from God until they got close to God. Then they started that ripple effect uh, of teaching me. And so uh, I'm, uh, even though it's been a couple of weeks, I still miss my mom, and we've been celebrating her life and remembering her life, and that's uh, a bittersweet, but uh, it's a joy when you knew that someone had help and hope in Jesus Christ, and that's really the theme of our church. So anyway, uh, good to tune in for this series on running, and we got a brand new series that's getting ready to launch called High Stakes. Oh, oh man, we're all about the casinos and gambling and going all in. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so you will. we're not gambling in church, but some of us are gambling with our eternal life. So we're going to talk about uh, high stakes, and we're going to cover another book that starts with J, the book of Jude. Jude, a little known, I know you know Hey Jude from the Beatles, but this is a whole other series on uh, how high the stakes are to get this thing right the church working right and a person's life working right and so we would encourage you to come check us out on any thursday and sunday morning uh, for that and uh we can't wait to get that new series going so i hope you keep tuning in and we do hope you'll email us and uh with questions or comments or anything and if you ever do come on a sunday please come up after service and find me i meet uh uh, five, six brand new people every Sunday and some on Thursday mm-hmm. who come up and say it's my first time here or I've been coming two or three times and finally got up the nerve to come up and say hi. I'm just a regular guy I'm, I, I, who's trying to love people and Jesus. A little it's just, odd. Like, it's a little weird, I you know, but we, are, we all. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that you're there afterwards. I think it makes you very accessible and approachable yeah. when, when there's so many people sometimes. So Glad to do that. And so thanks again for tuning in, listening to Jonah and Lori and I talk about lots of stuff. And uh, we will uh, see you next Sunday night on the Rev Radio Show on your hometown station, Eagle Country 99.3. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.